imagine that each one of us here, imagine that you have been hired to run a one-person, secluded, top-secret office in Cheyenne Mountain. Your new boss gives you a high-tech-looking two-way radio. He gives you a policy and procedure manual. And he tells you that you will receive instructions once you arrive. And off you go. Upon arrival, on the radio that you've been given, you hear your boss's voice saying, I will communicate to you through this radio unit. But please be aware that there are hostile channels. Be aware that our enemies also have access to this channel. They will try and impersonate my voice with false messages. They will try and throw you off from what is this company's plan. They'll try and throw you off from succeeding. Oh no! You exclaim. How will I know if it is you giving me instructions or if it's the enemy? Your boss comes back over the radio and says there's three ways. First, Considering the situation, check every message that is supposedly from me and check it against your policy and procedure manual. Since I wrote it, I'm not very likely to ask you to violate it, correct? That's a good point, boss. Also, if I'm not talking, don't focus in on the silence. Don't focus in on the static. Don't try and pretend I'm speaking when I'm not. If you have that doubt, Go back to the policy and procedure manual. Don't let any impersonating voice or even your own overactive, overactive imagination mislead you. Second, since the policy and procedure manual does not cover every situation, you have to get to know my voice. I know this will take time, so I'm not too likely to ask you to do anything too radical at first. I know how this works. I, I know the plan. I know how it's laid out. So I'm very patient. So the boss says, just learn to gain my voice. Learn to recognize it. Once we have some low-risk successes under our belts and confidence has been built, I know that I'll be able to ask you to do some radical things, some crazy, wild things. But until then, I'm okay with taking it slow. Third, over time, my overall plan and my purpose for your work will come into focus. You will grow to see the big picture strategy in the policy and procedure manual and the overall pattern of my true instructions. When this happens and you hear instructions, you'll just know that it's me that it's not me, that it's an impersonator, that it's your imagination. You will get to that point when you'll just know that it's me. At this time, false instructions will begin to be obvious and will even appear silly to you. So take heart. Don't worry. You're on the clock. Get to work. So after reflecting on this conversation for a mere two minutes... You hear your boss's voice again on the radio unit. Take all the money in petty cash and give it to the next person that walks in, no questions asked. Hmm. You look in the policy and procedure manual and this is specifically forbidden. Besides, you remember that your boss probably wouldn't tell you to do something so radical right off the bat and plus, there was just something off about his voice. Maybe it was the accent. Maybe it was the pronunciation of the word petty. I don't know. But it was just off. So weighing these things out and realizing also that this instruction wasn't in the benefit of the company, you decide to ignore the transmission, confidently make that decision to continue work, and immediately after making that decision, you have just a bit of confidence rise up in you where you realize, I can do this job. Tonight, I will be preaching on hearing from God. How to hear from God. 
And at the end of my preach, um, we're going to do a pretty cool little application of this message. We have spare Bibles in the back. If you have your Bibles, you will need them tonight. Um, Hopefully you brought them, but if not, then we'll sit together and, and share Bibles. The most tangible and perhaps the easiest way to hear from God, I believe, is His Word. Is His Word. The way that I hear from the Lord just constantly is when I have His Word open before me. And I hear from the Lord in, in many different ways. Many of us do. You want to know what God is speaking? Check His Word. It's timeless. The Scripture that He wrote out for us was for them, was for us, was for everybody in between. Everything that we do as believers is based on what? Faith. Everything we do is based on faith. Salvation, faith. It is by faith that we are saved. We placed our trust We believed in Jesus Christ and risen Lord and Savior as Redeemer and Healer and Deliverer. Our salvation, yep, based on faith. Healing, check. It's by faith. Moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Check, check, check. Check, I don't, just checks, whatever, for all the gifts of the Spirit, check. Everything we do is based on faith, and hearing from God is no different. We live in the faith-filled belief that our God is good, that our Father is good, and that He constantly wants to interact with us. I want us to keep something in mind as we're talking about hearing from God. I want us to keep in mind that our Father is good. And he is only good. He is nothing but good. And what he has for us is good and only good. And keep in mind, there's not a decent father on this earth that gives his kids the silent treatment. It's not moral. It's not honorable. It's certainly not godly. And our father doesn't give us the silent treatment. He wants there to be interaction with us. Psalm 119, 9-12 says this, How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. With all my heart, I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. It's really hard to hear the Lord from His Word if we never do what? Read the Word. I love that it's not rocket silence. I'm, I'm just not smart enough for it to be any more complicated than this. If we don't ever open the Word, we're not going to hear God speak to us through His Word. Continuing in Psalm 119, verse 41 now. May your loving kindness also come to me, O Lord. Your salvation according to your Word. So I will have an answer for him who reproaches me. For I trust in your word. And do not take the word of truth utterly out of my mouth. For I wait for your ordinances. So I will keep your law continually forever and ever. And I will walk at liberty. For I seek your precepts. Seek and you will find. You want to hear his voice? You want to hear from God? Friends, it's not hidden. We we have the benefit of the Word of God. We've got Bibles that are leather-bound. We've got Bibles that are paper-bound. We've got Bibles from, from Gideon's. We've got Bibles on our iPad, on our phones. We have access to the Word of God. That's something the early church didn't have. We are blessed. You want to hear from God? Truly, you can hear from God anytime you want. Because we have the Word of God. What a blessing. Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13 says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Our God listens to us. But friends, we've got to call out. There has to be a seeking of God. 
it's an interesting thing because God is wooing us. God is pursuing us. But He's not going to ambush us and, and require our affection or our time or our attention to Him. You know, back in the day, and this is definitely dating myself, there was a, uh, a series of movies, The Pink Panther. And, um, and there was Cato. And, uh, it, and he would jump out. He would surprise Inspector Clouseau at, at just random times. And it would be part of the movie. And it was a comedy movie for our young people. It was a comedy. And uh, it's hilarious. And Cato would just jump out. And there would be this massive fight taking place. And it was great for comedy. But that's not how God works. We seek Him. We pursue Him. We call out to Him. And He doesn't hide Himself from us. He is there to be found. God is easy to find. We just have to attempt and desire to to see Him. Men, this should be familiar to us. Honey, baby, Baba, do you know where the blank is? Did you look for it? Yeah. Where did you look for it? Uh, in the on the tape the table on the table and the bathroom. Uh, did you check your nightstand? No. Check the nightstand. Thanks, baby. I found it. I found it, honey. In the nightstand. Mm-hmm. We know where God is to be found. We know where God is to be found. Do we really want to find Him? Are, are, are we lazy Christians? Are we lazy seekers of God? God is to be found. He's easy to be found in His Word. Ways to know that God is speaking numero dos. Since the Bible does not cover every situation... You will have to get to know what? God's voice. You will have to get to know God's voice. Be patient, as this may take some time. And He's patient with us. He's okay with speaking very slowly at first so that we can get it. He is most likely, most likely, not to ask you to do anything too radical at first. But I want you to keep in mind, God is God. And there are times that that He may. Faith is still required to hear Him. And then faith is required to obey Him. When God is wanting us to hear His voice. And we are intentional about hearing the voice of God. He speaks words of affection to us. We can learn to hear His voice by hearing the affectionate ways that He speaks over us. How do I know that? How do I know that? Because we see the nature of God the Father all throughout our lives. When Kara was pregnant with all three of our babies, when that baby was in the belly. I would put my lips to her stomach. I'd say, hey baby, I love you. I love you, honey. This is daddy. You're so awesome. Then we found out, oh, it's a girl. And then we we chose the name Acacia. Acacia, I love you, baby. I love you so much. You're so beautiful. I can't wait to hear you. This is daddy. I can't wait to hold you. I can't wait to see how beautiful you are. Then when she came out, I'm like, she she knows my voice. I've already been speaking to her. I didn't say, hey, baby. Hey, Acacia. I can't wait for you to come out and clean your room. I can't wait for you to come out and make all A's. I can't wait for you to be a straight A student. I can't wait for you to come out and get daddy... You know, get something for me. Get daddy some chips. Right? How much more so does our Father in heaven love us? Jordan was born. Hey, buddy. 
I love you, my little man. You're awesome, buddy. This is daddy. Friends, it should not be hard for any of us to hear the affection of the Father when He speaks to us. We should all be able to receive the words of affection from our daddy to us. I love you. Sweetie, you're the best. Buddy, I love you. You can do it. You're awesome. I've made you strong. And I've made you smart. You can do this. Do we, do we desire and ask for the Lord to, to speak to us, to affirm us, to build us up? I don't know a person alive that doesn't need attaboys. Women, us men need a lot of attaboys. We're just, I don't know, most of us are just built that way. We need the attaboys. I, I'm always asking Kara, hey baby, did you see the bed? I made the bed. How good, didn't it look nice? It was like really sharp, right? She's like, you did awesome, Bubba. And I'm like, thanks, I know. It was awesome. We need attaboys. Do you know that we can go to our father for attaboys? We can go to our father for affection. We need to learn to recognize our father's voice through the loving, affectionate, affirming words spoken from his from a daddy, our daddy, to his precious little ones, you and I. We should get in the habit of asking God what he thinks about us and just sit and listen just so that we can be encouraged and built up. God's first words to a new believer or a seeker will not be any less affectionate than the words of this flawed man to my baby. Because our Father in Heaven is so much. He's perfect. So much more loving and kind and affectionate. When we're trying to hear from God and trying to learn to hear His voice, don't dismiss His affection. Learn to recognize God's voice by seeking, hearing, believing, remembering words of affection from our Father. Guys, if we don't spend any time in the Word, we are selling ourselves short. We are selling God short. If we don't spend time in His Word, to hear what he has to say about us, we're missing the boat and here's why. Because so many times God will just remind us of his word and what he thinks about us in his word. And if we haven't spent time in his word and we don't have it hidden in our lot, in our hearts, then when he's reminding us, we, we just dismiss it because we don't realize he's, he's pouring out his affection upon us. He's encouraging us. He's strengthening us. We spend time in his word and then he is faithful to remind us of that word. The Holy Spirit is faithful to guide us into that truth of our awesome, perfect Father and our amazing, risen Savior, Jesus Christ. John 10, 27 says this. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. He knows us. Friends, do we follow? Do we follow? Do we trust? Do we walk when He walks? Do we stop when He stops? There will be a time when we get to know His voice, when He can ask us to do the wildest things. And we'll do it because we know His voice and we trust Him. But oftentimes He starts with like easy win situations. Hey, Go over there and encourage that woman over there. Just go encourage her. Dealer's choice, however you want to. Just go encourage her. Go love on your sister. Go pray for that brother over there. You guys, that's that's easy stuff. Think about the 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 urging, the thought, whatever you want to call it. Go go over there and pray for that brother. Let's go ahead and let's do. Let's eliminate some options. Is that the enemy? Go over there and pray for that brother. Go and go encourage your sister. Go hug your friend and tell them that they're awesome. Is that the enemy? Let's just go ahead and process of elimination. Is that the enemy? No. Is it you? Maybe. Maybe it's you. If it's you, what's the worst that's going to come from it? 
What's the worst that's going to come from you going and hugging that person or encouraging that sister or praying for that person? Is Jesus glorified? Yes. Are they encouraged? Yes. Do they feel loved? Yes. Is there a conduit, an opportunity for the Father's love to flow through your willingness to step out in faith? Yes. Okay. Then do it. Don't seek confirmation. I want you to go pray for that that person over there. I want you to go pray for that friend. I want you to go encourage that brother. I want you to go uplift that sister. Don't seek confirmation for that. Just do it. It's called faith. I expect God to speak to me. I expect God to speak to me and to be used by Him. What if it's just my imagination? Respond in faith and be obedient to do the things that you know are already spoken and supported in His Word. Friends, once again, we've got to spend time in His Word. Because then when something like that is spoken, you go, oh, that's supported by the Word of God. That's supported by the Word of God. Love one another. Okay. Uh, if, it's, if it's within your ability to do good, then do good. Okay, that's in the Word of God. So this instruction is supported by the Word of God. Boom. Obedience. Follow. Don't just hear. Do. We're not just supposed to be hearers of the word. None of us are called to just be hearers of the word. We're called to be doers. Now, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, but then that should move us to action. Then, out of obedience, that's when we are strengthened. Revelation 3.22, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You guys, everything that came from the mic tonight, everything, and, and by the way, for we have two of our you know teenagers in the youth group. Well done. Well done. And it's a way to step out in faith and go, hey, this is something God's given me. I believe it encourages His church. It encourages, it edifies. That lines up with Scripture. Let me share it. Great. Thank you for the obedience to come. What Everything that was said was, was supported by Scripture. Now, maybe, you know, we're, we're human. Maybe we don't get every word right. That's okay. We, the, the, it's an opportunity to practice our giftings. I'll get up here and stutter and stammer and, you know, Carol will hit a wrong note or Josh rarely, but every now and then he'll be just a little offbeat. Our drummer extraordinaire. None of us are perfect. We practice the gifts. What's the result of, of, of encouraging with those words? Was the, was the church edified and encouraged and uplifted? Okay. Lines up with the word of God. I'm good. If it ever, if something comes from here and it ever doesn't lift up or edify or encourage the body, you don't got to worry about it. I'll take care of it. I'll just correct it. It'll be, hey, um, two plus two is four, not seven. Um, two plus, they, they said two plus two is seven. It's not, it's four. Let's keep moving. It's that simple. If something comes up that's not scriptural, we'll just correct it lovingly, patiently, and go, you know what? You've got the freedom to say two plus two is seven, and if you're wrong, I'll let you know. Does that make sense? Because the most difficult part of learning to hear God's voice is impatience. Because we want it now. But it takes patience and it takes time in His presence. And it takes obedience, friends. It takes obedience. Because after the Lord gives us those words of, I love you so much. You're so awesome. You're so beautiful. You're so smart. You're so cool. Gosh, I, I love what you're doing. You're my prize. You're Gosh, I'm so proud. You know, when we get those words of affection, and we're going, okay, I think I'm hearing the voice of my daddy. Then there's those, go pray for your sister, go encourage your brother, just go hug that friend. Okay, then there's those things, okay, how am I going to respond? Is there going to be obedience to the things God's told me to do? Am I going to be faithful with the little so that he can give me much? Am I willing to go hug my brother because God said go hug your brother am I willing to do that because I want that time for God to say go tell that stranger in the supermarket I'm going to heal her from cancer go tell her that her God is going to heal her that, that can't, Lord what if she doesn't have cancer she has cancer I just told you she has cancer go tell her I'm going to heal her See, I want to be faithful with the little so that he can trust me and I can be used for those type of things. It's still encouraging and uplifting. Well, what if God doesn't heal her? 
I'm not worried about the what ifs. I'm worried about being obedient to my God. Is the devil going to tell me to do that? No. Because he's okay with us not mentioning God, not declaring God's power. Is it me? I mean, I don't know. I, I No, because that scares the tar out of me. And I'm just not that kind. And I'm not a, I'm not a healer. He is. We need to learn to recognize God's voice by calling to Him. Coming to Him. Praying to Him. And then listening. Expectantly listening. And then by faith, receiving and believing. Last night. Last night, uh, it was just kind of an odd night in the Harper house. Uh, our daughters had birthday parties. And, and so Kara's like, well, you know, me and JJ can grab a bite. And I'm like, I'm just going to stay at Starbucks. I'm going to stay here until they close. And I just want to spend time in the Word. And, and so she dropped Cadence off at one party and came and stopped in Starbucks and saw me. And, and then her and JJ went home and so as I'm sitting there at Starbucks, the girl who had originally, when I placed my coffee order, um, she was off work. And she came in kind of, if you're familiar with the Starbucks there at Lark Ridge, there's like a bar at the end. And so I kind of tucked my way in the corner near the front door, but there's a little corner there. And, and so she came and sat at the bar. And the Lord gave me a word for her. I don't know this girl. I've never seen her before. That's not the Starbucks I even go to. I go to the one where Braden works. So I see Braden Manti as much as I can. And I've known Braden since she was five. And every now and then I get a free coffee. It's wonderful. Um, God said, I've got a word for her. And he gave me a picture of a mirror. And and the mirror was round, and then it, the rest were circles around it. It was real pretty. It was much... Kara, could you stand up for a second? No, your necklace, baby. You, they need to see this. It's, it's for the kingdom, baby. So it's like, like this. It's like these kind of circles were around the necklace or around the, around the mirror. And then I heard the Lord say, she can see the beauty of everything in that mirror except for the beauty in the center. And I go, Lord, can you give me more? Because that's, I don't, I mean, that's, can you give me more? And he goes, she can see the beauty of everything around her. This girl has no problem seeing the beauty of everything around her except for the beauty that I have placed within her on the inside and out. So, so I pray for a while. And she's, she walked away. So I walked up to the counter, asked if I could borrow a pen, grabbed the Starbucks napkin, drew the picture of the mirror. And then when she came back, I go, hey, can I have a few minutes of your time? She goes, sure. I go, I'm a Christian, I'm a pastor, and God's given me a word for you. And I look at her face and there's, it's like nothing. It's like, you know, nothing. So I, I slide her the picture and then I give her the word. And then as I'm giving her the word, God gives her, gives her a little bit more about he wants to heal you. He wants to heal the deepest places of your heart. And if you will just open yourselves up, if you would open yourself up just to receive from him, be intentional about just saying yes, yes. If you will say yes to the Lord, he will heal places in your heart where it's been hard for you to receive the truth of the beauty of who you are. That's it. She replies, she goes, and then I said, I don't know what you believe. I don't even know your name. My name is Mark. She goes, my name is Jessica. And I'm a Christian. And God has been trying to get my attention. He has given me so many words just like this lately. Thank you for giving me this word. She goes to a, a church. Uh, uh, Jamie Abeda goes to the Restoration Revival. And she said, um, God's given me a couple words just like this, so I think I better listen. I said, well, he's pursuing you. And then, you know, I just just blessed her and said, as a believer now, can you know, I want you to get alone with the Lord and be intentional and say, Lord, yes, Lord, heal me. And I, I thought about praying for her right then and there, and I just felt like the Lord said, no, no, I want her to come to me. So I didn't pray for her. I love to pray for people. I love to pray for people in public, but I love to listen to my dad even more. So in the midst of... Working on my message about hearing from God, I heard from God. Not rocket science, right? Are we open? Are we willing? Are we obedient? See, 
by not dismissing it as myself or the enemy or any other thing, but saying, Lord, I'm going to trust it was you. Then he gave me more. Once I started speaking, he gave me more. Actually, I think the minute I started, the minute I grabbed the pen, I'm like, this is happening. This is happening. You know, and I started drew it out. What's funny is she took that napkin. She had her journal with her. She put the napkin in her journal and she started writing out the word that God gave her immediately. How cool is that? That our God cares enough about all of us to speak to us constantly. Why? Because he's perfect and he doesn't give us the silent treatment. That is not God's nature. That is not God's nature, friend. We can't say our, our perfect, awesome Father and, and on one hand and say He never speaks to us. He totally ignores us. We can't. That's that's totally contradictory. Friends, we also can't make demands of our Almighty God. We can't shake our fist at the sky and say. All right, God, let me hear you. Remember I talked about patience and impatience? If we're not willing to spend time with him, and then all of a sudden now we, we, we make demands of God, friends, that's not a relationship. That's not a relationship. I can't make that demand of any person in this room. I can't ignore you for a month and then demand that you be at my house in five minutes with a meatball sandwich. Whatever. But that's what we do with God. It's not a meatball sandwich. I mean, it could be pastrami or something. I don't know. Dang it. Someone bet me that I couldn't preach a message. I've yet to preach a, mes- preach a message without talking about food. I did it again. All right, Lord, with your help, I can do this. Solomon, the writer of Proverbs, described as the wisest man. Why? Because when he was asked by God, I'll give you anything, what do you want? He asked for wisdom, not for riches, not for fame, for wisdom. Proverbs 16.3 says this. Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. In other words, intentionally place your works, your lives upon the Lord. Commit them to Him. Wholly trust Him. And He will cause our thoughts our hearts to be in alignment with Him. In that place of agreement with God, our plans will be firmly established. In that place of alignment and agreement with God, our plans will succeed. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. Isaiah 30, 21, a beautiful passage says this, your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right or turn to the left. Our God is faithful to speak, to direct, to guide. Seek Him and we find Him. The third way that God that we know that God is speaking is to grow in spiritual maturity. We spend time with God. We spend time in His Word. We, we want to hear from Him, and when He speaks, we grab a hold of it. We don't dismiss it. How easy would it have been for me yesterday to just dismiss that and go, that was just me. I must have saw, because I saw the mirror. I saw the mirror before I saw anything else. I saw the mirror. Oh, that just, I, I must have saw that somewhere. Because I actually looked around. I looked around Starbucks for that mirror. No, I, no. Lord, I heard from you. You want to speak to this girl. And I want to be used by you. I want to be obedient to you. Graham Cook says this. When we're submitted to God and walking in his ways, we have the green light. When we know the Father's heart, we live our lives with the green light. We don't have to constantly seek out the Lord for every green light. We have the green light. We live our lives in freedom, pursuing Him with our hearts in alignment with Him. And then when God wants us to turn, He'll turn. When He wants us to stop, He'll give us a red light. But we don't need to seek God for every green light. What father or what mother wants their kid to come to them for everything? Dad, you know, may I have a piece of bread? Absolutely, son. May I have two? You bet. 
Dad, may I put some bologna in between the two? And there looks to be some spread, some mayonnaise. Can I put mayonnaise? Absolutely, son. Dad, we have three types of cheese. Can I make your sandwich, son? And then while you're at it, eat the sandwich. We got chips too, buddy. We don't have to have this poverty mindset or this groveling mindset. We are sons of the king. We live our lives with the green light because we have his heart. How do I know I have his heart? Because I spend time with him. I know I have my daddy's heart. I spend time in his word and I know what his heart looks like. And I feel his heart in me. And I live that way. And so I walk with freedom. John 12, 28 and 30 through 30 says this. Father, glorify. This is Jesus speaking. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came out of heaven. I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. So the crowd of people who stood by and heard it were saying that it had thundered. Others were saying an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice has not come for my sake, but for your sakes. Why did Jesus go out of his way to point out, this wasn't for my sake, this was for your sakes. Why did he go out of his way to make that point? See, Jesus spent time with the Father constantly. He knew the Father's voice. He didn't doubt the Father's voice. He knew the still, small voice of God. He knew what the Word of God said. He spent time with the Father. He heard from the Father. He didn't doubt. He knew what the Father was speaking. This was for their sake. Why? Because Jesus was about to be captured. The religious rule of the day were about to seize him. He was about to be mocked and beaten and scorned and murdered. And for our sake, for the crowd's sake, he knew that we would need a voice to just give us that much more faith because something bad was about to take place. Possibly our faith shaken, definitely our faith shaken. Wait, it wasn't supposed to happen like this. The king of kings wasn't supposed to be beaten like this. He wasn't supposed to be taken like this. There are times when we are in need of hearing from God. He is not afraid to be thunderous. He doesn't have to just be the still small voice. There's times he's like, no, you need an extra booth and I will, I will be God. I've never heard the audible voice of God. Some have. I haven't. But I know my father's voice. We need to mature in Him. We need to grow in maturity in hearing His voice. The maturity that I'm talking about doesn't just come from hearing from God. It comes from hearing God and responding obediently to God. Friends, a lack of obedience is the quickest, surest way to stop hearing from God. God tells you to do something, and for whatever our reasons, whether it's pride, insecurity, fear, rebellion, whatever it is, we choose not to respond, not to obey. That's the quickest way to have our ears deafened to the voice of God. Lord, what do you want me to do? I just need to know what you want me to do. Son, I told you three months ago what I didn't want you to do and you fought me and I haven't changed my mind. Do that. Do that. Lord, what do you want me to do? Golly gee! Do that! Do that! You think I'm going to change my mind? Do that! I'm so mad at God. He's just not speaking. Oh my gosh, I love you but you're so dense, son. Friends, that's us. The quickest way to, to, to lose our sensitivity to hearing is, is a, an act of disobedience by not responding to Him. Most of the stuff, times, guys, it's not going over there saying, um, the Lord's going to heal you, you have cancer, and the Lord's going to heal you. Most of the time, it's not that. Most of the time, it's encourage your sister. 
Go listen. Let her talk and then pray for her. That's what it is most of the time, guys. It is that simple. First Samuel fifteen twenty two. What is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen. Obedience is better than sacrifice, and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Obedience is the response that keeps our dialogue with God going. James one twenty two, and this is my last verse. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. First things first. We need to believe that God speaks to us and that he wants to speak to us and that he's constantly speaking to us. Then we seek him and we listen. And oftentimes it starts with receiving the affection and the life that he speaks about who we are. So here's the demonstration I want us to do. How many of you guys, um, I'll need some guys to hand out Bibles. Raise your hand if you need a Bible and then you're going to have to share with someone because we need a lot of people. So let's do one here, one there. So you guys are going to share a Bible. So actually the three of you guys, get in close. Okay, who else needs a Bible? We need one here. You can use your phone. You can use your phone. You can use your iPad. All right. Anyone else need a Bible? Because we still have more. Anybody? All right. So th- then the three of you might not have to crowd together. You guys can. You guys have an extra Bible over there for the pickings. Anyone else? Okay. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to stick our hands in the middle of the Bible and choose choose a section from our right hands. I want us to choose like a New Testament. So maybe like. Three quarters of the way. Let's choose a New Testament verse. Okay? Why New Testament? I don't just and just do it. Just, just New Testament. Okay. So grab what's that? It's a little different. It's not. Yes, it is. So choose a New Testament verse. Choose Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, First Corinthians, Galatians, yeah. So just pick a New Testament chapter. Pick a New Testament verse. Don't necessarily go to your go-to verse, but if you go to your go-to verse, that's fine. God's not limited in any verse you pick. All right, is anyone still looking? Is everybody everybody have a, a verse right now? Okay. Bow your heads for a second and just ask the Lord this. And, and just, just for the sake of just humoring, let's just say it out loud. Ask our God what he thinks about you. Right now. Lord, what do you think about me? Now ask him to speak to you about you and what he thinks about you in his word. Just ask him, Lord, in your word, speak to me about what you think about me. Okay? Now I want you to read that passage listening to the Lord. You're not bound by the words on that page, but listen to the Lord and read until you feel like He's spoken something. And it it shouldn't take long, friends, because He's constantly speaking. You guys are drinking coffee. You're not even doing the thing. When I, this time I just told you, this is beautiful. This is gold, baby. Get the Bible. Open and do what I said. Put down the coffee. Come on. New Testament. Go get that other Bible over there. This is good stuff. You need to know this. Here we go. Pray and ask the Lord what he thinks about you. Ask him to speak to you about you right here in his word.
Raise your hand if God has spoken something to you about you in his word. Anybody want to share? Anyone want to share just briefly, just real quick, what God said about you in his word? Awesome. Anybody else? Guys, one time I had my kids do this exercise. And we read a passage in Romans, and I said, what did the Lord speak to you? And it was JJ. And JJ goes, that I need to be kinder to my to my sisters. And I go, get that Bible. I go, it doesn't say that in there. And I read the passage again that he read. I go, nowhere in there does it mention your sisters. Nowhere in there does it say you're supposed to be kind to them. Are you sure you heard from God? He's like, I think so. I'm like, yes, you did. Because God's not bound by the words you're reading. What he wants is an openness, is a willingness, is a listening. And we receive it by faith. This is what I do every single week. Every single week. Lord, what do you think about your church? What do you think about Impact Rock Church? Lord, as I'm reading, just speak to me about what you think about Impact Rock Church. And then let me know if you want me to preach this. And I'll just spend time with him. And he'll give me something cool every single week for impact. When we were in 97,000 weeks in the book of James, every week my prayer started, Lord, speak to me. Let me know what you want to say to your people. Let me know what you think about your church. Speak to me in your word and I'll speak it. What do you think about Impact Rock Church? What do you want us to hear? And what he gave me, I shared. That's what I do every single week, guys. We can sit there and say, Lord, tell me what you think about me in your word. Lord, tell me what you think about my wife. Lord, I want to encourage my wife with your word. Lord, what do you think about her? Ooh, baby, I was reading and the Lord give me this verse for you. And I want to encourage you with it. Lord, what do you think about your church? Speak to me. And that's just one way, guys. But when we're reading the word, if, we're, if it's not interactive, I mean, there's times I'm like, ooh, that's good. There's times I've studied. I've been studying with somebody and I'm like, mmm. They're like, what? I'm like, God, just give me something good. I respond. Yeah, that's good. At Starbucks sometimes it's a little funny, but that's all right. Or that's good. It's interactive, guys. Golly gee. This isn't religion. This is relationship. And it's meant to be interactive. And we don't just follow a set of rules and precepts blindly without faith. We do it because our God is alive. We serve the living God. And he wants interaction with us. And when we read his word, it's not, it's not Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer painting the fence. It's not literature. It's the word of God and he wants to speak to us every time. And I chose the New Testament to go to, but friends, we could have chose anywhere. We could have chose any point in this Bible and said, Lord, speak to me through your word and he'll speak. Maybe it's in the first five or six words. Maybe we're we're halfway through the chapter and all of a sudden God just grabs our attention. And you guys, it doesn't have to be this blind uh, here. I mean, I I go to Romans all the time. I go to Luke all the time. I go to James all the time. I go to the, the... Hebrews all the time. Colossians is quickly becoming one of my favorite books. Lord, speak to me in your word. Guys, in spending time with with God, let me say this a better way. We're called to raise up disciples, not churchgoers. We're called to 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 raise up disciples. And we can't be disciples if we don't have a living relationship with our living God. We're not just called to be churchgoers. There's not a person in this room that's called to be a churchgoer. We're called to be disciples, never called to be together in church, to assemble together, to worship the Lord together. But we've got to be growing in Him and responding in Him. 
Friends, if you get a word from the Lord for me, come give it to me. There's no, there's no spiritual hierarchy in this place. You get a word from me, you come encourage me with it. We should be seeking the Lord, speaking all the time. And especially, if you, got, if you know of somebody, if we know of someone in this room that we're like, I know that person is down. I know that person could use your encouragement. It's real easy how we can respond. We can just go encourage that person. We can say, Lord, give me a word to encourage that person with. God's constantly speaking. We just need to seek, listen, obey. All right. Um, let's just pause for a second. Let's just kind of see anything else the Lord's speaking. Let's close our eyes. While we're in this place of silence, just listen to the Lord and see if He's got something He wants to speak to you right now. If you need to hear from God, say, Daddy, I just need to hear from you. And then listen. And receive it. In faith, believe that He's speaking to you. What He's speaking, is it supported by the Word of God? Check. Is it supported by the Father's heart? Check. Then receive it. Then receive it. Lord, we love you. And we seek you with passion and need, earnestness. And we know that those who seek you find you. So Lord, we we love hearing from you. We thank you that you love speaking to us more than we love hearing from you. You are perfect. Lord, we open our hearts up right now to hear your words of affection and encouragement. But Lord, we also commit and purpose in our hearts that when you're speaking instruction to us, we say we will listen, we will obey. We trust you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I encourage you guys. Practice this simple little way of hearing from God at home. And then when God speaks to you, do this. Seize it. Seize it and say, yes, Lord. I believe that's you. I receive it. I trust you. I believe that's you. And then say this. What else, Lord? And jump back in. What else, Lord? You could read the exact same passage. You don't even have to move on. If you go to Impact Rock, you know how I preach. This is, I mean, this was an epic night. I had ten verses. This is, I don't do that. When you hear from God, you can read the exact same thing. Lord, what else? And he will speak again. Let's not just be churchgoers. Let's not just be hearers. Let's be doers. Let's be pursuers of our King. Amen.